Welcome to Random Gaming Talk, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for video games. I'm your host Matthew, joining me today, my co-host is Robert. How are you? Doing? I'm doing good, how are you doing today? Doing alright, very hot over here in the UK. Um, we'll see how long that lasts for, but you know, there's just people talk about sometimes with like, oh British people moan when it's hot. We like hot weather, we don't like when it's just humid and there's no air, you know, there's... It's just sort of you know this this dry air sort of heat. No 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 one likes that. Um, but we we like it when it's you know manageably sort of hot. Which it was a few days ago, but it's not anymore. Um, how's things over there? Uh, manageable. I mean, it's not great over here. It's still mid eighties. It's August, so it can get like crazy hot, or you'll get rapid uh, mm. thunderstorms just popping up out of nowhere for no reason. So cool. Well, other than the state of the world, um, what have you been playing in the last week or so? Uh, I made my push through to the last uh, chapter three of Ghosts of Tsushima. I haven't really done much past that. I've been in the process of moving, so mm-hmm. a lot of my stuff is boxed up. Uh, quick side note, unfortunately, I won't be able to make uh, next week's podcast uh, because of that. Um, I did a little bit of other things, just kind of bouncing around. Um I think there was something that I started, but I can't remember off the top of my head what it was. Hmm. But nothing's really jumped out at me so much. So, so whatever it was wasn't very memorable. No, <laughs> if you can't remember the title, then that's a bit of a. Did you remember what it like was? What What were you doing in the game? No. No, I honestly no. can't. <laughs> okay, well maybe we'll figure that mystery out eventually. Um, cool. So you're in Act Three for Ghost of Tsushima because I'm in Act Two. I I just got there um, like a few days ago and I've started the next mission. Um, how are you finding it so far? I still like the game. I mean, it's very enjoyable. It's the story is great. It like I said before, it falls not along but with the same vibe as the old the samurai movies i used to watch as a kid mm-hmm. uh and an update to your game did you get a chance to check to see if you had played any of those uh, mythic uh, quests yet i didn't i'd forgotten about that but i will hopefully check next time um but no i didn't get around to checking that i haven't played that much of the game in between last week's and this week's i just basically did the next i think i had like one or two more missions to do um, one one quite big mission actually that I remember, which would make mm. sense because it's the end of the first act, um, which was the best part of the act as well. Uh, and then I went into the second act, and then basically I started just exploring the next area. I'm not gonna try to like do a lot in this game because I I I do feel like that okay the story is picking up pace and I I want to continue that momentum. So mm-hmm. in order for me to actually continue that momentum, like I I'm genuinely enjoying the characters in the story, which is what I want from a game that's got good character or a game that tries to be good, I want it to be, you know, good. Um so I I've just kind of lost interest a bit in like oh I'm going to go and explore this thing and and whatever. And I'm not comparing it to Last of Us Part 2, but it's just fundamentally different to that in a way where like okay in in a game like that um in in last of us you do need to look around and do other stuff and i know it's different last of us is a lot more linear and this is open world so it's it's different but um the only things i've kind of done side quest wise is the bamboo stick stuff Mm -hmm. um which i actually find to be quite fun and quite a challenge because you start off with like three buttons and then you end up with about six or whatever which is uh which is pretty cool so um uh, but yeah, I've, uh, yeah, Ghost of Tsushima stuff. I haven't uh, played too much more of it. 
Should we get to my Avengers beta impressions? Because they're not very yeah, good. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, I'm really, really disappointed in this game. Um, it, so, so, right, let me just kind of rewind a little bit. The beta starts with the Golden Gate Bridge section that we've seen in the demo. Which, by the way, the game has basically spoiled itself with that first trailer. Because um, you get an Avenger that dies in that first part. Because you, you see Cap that dies in, in the trailer and, and everything. Um, you get to play as Cap for about 15-20 minutes. That they, they all get their own little section at the start. You play as Thor, Iron Man, Hulk, Black Widow. Um, who's the other one? Sorry, Iron Man, Thor, Hulk... Black Widow and Captain America. I think that's the five of them. There's no Hawkeye yet in in the game. He's going to be added later. It's just so... For a game that's got the Marvel Avengers name on it, this just should be so much better. And I keep thinking about that. Okay, why do I think that this game has turned out this way? And I just... I I look at Crystal Dynamics and Square Enix and I just think, okay, that's not a combination I would have chosen for an Avengers game. I'm not saying that they can't do it. Maybe they could have done a different style of game. But this 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 is trying to be the next kind of Destiny um, anthem type of thing. With like power levels and um, loot stuff and, and all that sort of thing. Because um, you pick, you're picking up like boxes with fra- fragments in them and stuff. Um, but my, my, main, my one of my main problems with the game is the, the gameplay itself. Because... All all you're basically doing is you have a heavy attack, which... Because I'm playing on PS4, uh, of course. Um, Heavy attack with triangle, light attack with square. You can hold those buttons for slightly different combinations. Um, And then you have three special attacks. One is L1 and R1. That's like your main big one. And then you have two side ones, I guess, with R1 and L1. The, The gameplay became stale for me quite quickly. And, um... I think the worst character to play as is Hulk. It's just such this. It's just this generic brute kind of character, who's just sort of stomping around the area and and all that that sort of thing. And there's certain times as well when I'm fighting these little, I'll, I'll call them grunts for lack of a better word, because that's basically what they are. And I'm playing as like Thor and Hulk and all these really powerful characters, and they actually don't. Sometimes they do seem as strong as they should be, but other times they don't. Um, the very first bit that you do as Thor, which is, well, the actual first part of the game, you you hold triangle, you slam down on the ground, and I immediately think, okay, this guy is a god, you know, from Asgard and all that, and he's got these people, these men around him who, yes, they have, you know, protective clothing and bulletproof vests on that, and that sort of thing, and they have their own guns, but, like, Thor should have no problem at all against these kinds of people, um... But, I mean, what I'm going to do with this game, because I've taken it off my rental list, I don't intend to play anymore. In fact, I've quit the beta, I've deleted it, and I don't intend to try it when uh, the open beta comes up. Because there's two sides to this, right? First of all, the multiplayer stuff, there's no way I'm jumping in on that. Um, I just don't have the interest to like level up as these characters with this gameplay. Second of all, you got the single-player story stuff. I am interested to see where they go with the story. And how like Miss Marvel ties in and all that. She's fairly good players as well. She she's not at the start. She's in the later part of the uh, beta, um, and she teams up with Hulk as well at a certain point. I don't really consider these spoilers. This is just like you know first stuff in a in a beta. Um, plus they've already spoiled the game themselves because in the trailer they showed Captain America dying. Like I said, uh, whether or not he comes back, you know, it's based off a comic book. We know what those sorts of stories can be like. Things can happen, but who knows? Um, 
I'm probably going to watch like the cutscenes on YouTube when this comes out because I, I do want to know where the story goes and like the presentation of the story is fairly good and the voice works pretty good. You've got like Nolan North, you've got Laura Bailey, you've got a bunch of other people in here as well. So they're not lacking in terms of the performances. The characters I found to be quite enjoyable but for actually playing this game I've got no further interest to do that and I just keep looking at this game and I watched um, Alana Pierce she does like videos and stuff she did a 20 minute demo of it and I just kept looking at the, the bit that she because she basically played the Golden Gate Bridge uh, mm -hmm. demo, demo portion and I just sit there and I think man I, I wanted this game to just be to be better I mean we wait, we've waited for this game for years um, we didn't really know what it was going to be for a long, long time until Scurry Enix did their big... Was it E3 last year, I want to say? They uh, did their little Scurry Enix thing. I think it was E3 last year. I think it was, yeah. Yeah, um, and then, you know, said September for this year. Uh, personally, what do I think they should do? I think they should maybe delay this game um, because there's, there's just not enough time to change the fundamental boring cliched sort of problems with this game because it's going to go gold probably in a few weeks because it's supposed to come out in September so it's going to go gold in the next few weeks um but I don't know in in a you know end of the year season where you got Cyberpunk and Crash Bandicoot and Assassin's Creed and all these other kind of big games coming out um I don't know I don't know that it's going to going to do very well uh, any thoughts yourself on the situation I suppose. No, I think I might uh, try the open beta when it becomes an open beta mm -hmm. um, later on, but that's just a random thought. I don't know if I'm actually going to do that or not. So Yeah. Um, but the two words I'd use to describe the gameplay is just boring and, and generic. Um, I don't know. There's just something not not right with it. Like, I, I, it's sort of gone to my video game fear at the moment which yes the presentation for this game is great the graphics can be fairly good in cutscenes but the gameplay is just not it, it, this doesn't really feel like a 2020 game this feels like a sort of end of um ps3 360 era kind of game like it reminds me a bit of sort of like i don't know gta like slightly above the level of like a um you know, the 360 version of GTA 5, kind of like just above that sort of level, with, with better graphics than that, because that's not one of the parts that's lacking in the game. But yeah, just just I I just wasn't very impressed at all, which is a shame because I was looking forward to this game. I was looking forward to the beta. I wasn't going in thinking like, okay, I'm ready to hate this game. Um, I went in with fairly middle expectations and all that. I think they've given the game a a fair kind of shake and stuff. Um, so that that is what it is. Bit of a shame, but. Uh, yeah, that, the the reception I've kind of seen on the game has been fairly mixed. Some people have been like, "Oh, it doesn't matter that the gameplay doesn't quite isn't quite that great. I get to play as you know my favorite heroes and all that, and they're going to add more later for free." Fair enough, you know. Again, like we always say on the show, if you want to go and enjoy something, then um, go go ahead and head and do so. But uh, yeah, so uh, the other game that I played was uh, this month's PS Plus game, Fall Guys. Uh, have you seen much of this or played it yourself or anything? Yeah, it was trending really hard on Twitch when yeah. it first came out, so I have seen some of it. I haven't had a chance to really play it yet. Um, what do you think of what you've seen? I mean, it looks like any other kind of party game, to be honest with you. So yeah, um, so I've played, I'll say about an hour and a half of this game, roughly. There's some levels that I really, really like. I think where this game actually lets itself down a bit is there's certain game modes that require you to team up. And I don't 
really think that works quite so well. I think I actually think you should be able to sort of filter it to where you only want the ones that it's every man for themselves kind of thing. Um, what's one example? There, there's one called uh, it's like grab the tail or whatever. You've got this little grab mechanic or uh, and that sort of thing, and you have to grab the tails off the opposing teams. I think there's four teams. They're all just different coloured, and you have to like grab the tails off the players and that. Even if you do really well, that relies on your team. And the thing is, is that, okay, let's say for a game mode like that with a, a team-based thing, if you, if you, let's say you grab 10 tails or something, right? But then um, your teammates don't do so well and then the other team do, does well, you're out. And it's sort of like, let's say you've done two rounds before that where you've you've done solo stuff and you've done really well on your own. And then you get put into a team that kind of lets you down maybe. You'll be out and then you'll have to start again from round one. I just think then they should maybe change that a little bit. Maybe maybe they could have it for like... Okay, if you're doing... If you're specifically partying up with people. Because you can obviously get into a party chat and invite players and all that. Maybe then the team mode stuff works works better. Um, but I think if you're going in on your own. Maybe there is a way to filter it and I haven't actually seen it. I, I don't know. I haven't heard about that particularly. Um... But yeah, I just don't think that quite works. And in terms of the actual um, solo levels and stuff, they're they're pretty fun. Sometimes your luck can kind of go against you a bit. Um, there's a couple of the ones that I've enjoyed where you have to. Uh, so you're not really running. You basically just go forward, and your character's kind of waddling along, for lack of better explanation. You're not really you're not walking, you're not running, <clears throat> and you're not really jogging. You're sort of just waddling along. You're you're this little character thing. Uh, and then one of the levels you have to kind of knock the wall down and I think there's it starts off with five of them and then it gets to less and less and less it ends up with about three um, and that's quite a good one but you've got a situation where like some of the doors are fake and you can't like hit them down um, but overall I, I like it it's 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 a little bit of a uh, podcast game I was listening to Geek Town earlier today and because the episode new episode came out today with with Bex and that and uh, I was listening to that while I was watch while I was playing some some Fall Guys. So it's good for that kind of stuff. It's good for like if you've got I don't know, literally about t- five or ten minutes to kill, or for for some particular reason, uh, maybe you've got some food on and you can quickly pop in the other room, or I don't know, you're boiling the kettle for a cup of tea, or whatever you're gonna be gonna be doing. Um, you can kind of jump into a game and that sort of thing. So um, yeah, do you have any interest to play it yourself? I know you've probably added it to your library, I guess. Yeah, I added it to my library. I'll, I'm sure I'll play it at some point. Uh, just with the move going on right now, I've been boxing up stuff, so I haven't really had a chance to play games in general. So Okay, cool. Uh, by the way, just to kind of address that, um, yeah, Robert's plans changed because it was going to be me doing a solo episode this week and then you joining me next week, but that switched around to where obviously you're here with me today. And then next week on Thursday, um, I'm going to be doing a solo episode. I will possibly have a guest possibly i'm not gonna say yes or no we're still kind of chatting about things um but if not i'm sure i'll be perfectly fine doing a solo episode and then i think robert will be back with me uh the week after that so uh just a little update for that uh, but that's pretty much everything we've been playing uh, let's move into a bit of housekeeping that you know what we've been doing on entertainment talk see you for that in a minute Hey guys, what's up? This is Donnie, and I host the Adulting with Donnie podcast. And this is not the show to listen to if you're trying to be a better adult. I started this podcast as a way to offload some thoughts uh, that I have throughout the week. My topics vary widely every week. Movies I've seen, guns and gun control, 
sex, people that are stupid, why I don't care about celebrity opinions, TV shows, snowmobiling. The list goes on and on. I'm always taking topic suggestions from fans of the show, too. So join me each week on Adulting with Donnie as I pour some bourbon and allow you to see the inner workings of the mind of a madman. Live free and rant hard. I'm Christy. And I'm Jackie. And we are Killer Fun. We explore the intersection of crime and entertainment every other week. For as long as people have been communicating, they have been talking about who did what to whom, and is that socially acceptable? Because the boundaries of society, crime, and entertainment have always gone hand in hand. The more salacious, the weird, the better. From books and movies, to television shows and games, we look at how life and art imitate and inform one another. And we can't get together and not laugh. So let's face it there's going to be laughing. (laughs) Killer Fun is available anywhere you listen to podcasts. So join us. Today's sponsor is Kualu. If you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today, just click on the link in the show notes and that will take you over to Kualu to get started. They also have a live support chat system that you can use, which is in the bottom right hand corner. So get started with a new website and domain name today with Kualu. Hey everybody, if you would like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts and support entertainment talk along the way, all you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk, sign up either as a creator or as a Patreon, there's no difference there. That's just the option for either becoming a creator now or just staying as a patron for the moment. And then all you need to do is support us at the $1 level tier. That will get you access to all of the ad-free podcasts that we've done in the past and get you access to all the ad-free podcasts in that month as well. So it's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also become a patron at the $3 level tier. That gets you access to ad-free podcasts and allows you to redeem a review of a TV show or a film of entirely your choice. That's one per month for either a TV show or a film review, which is at the $3 level tier. As always, thank you very much for listening. Back to the show. Alright, speaking of updates, quite a big one actually uh, that I did today. Uh, for entertainment talk uh, the walking dead uk podcast which we've done for well several seasons at the moment it's going to have its season 10 episode 16 finale in october uh, i did a uh, just a general walking dead podcast update announcement regarding world beyond which is the teen led sort of series uh, for those of you wondering for the uk for these shows uh, walking dead's still going to be on fox walking dead world beyond is going to be on amazon that's going to be the next day and fear the walking dead is going to be on amc uk but if you want to do what I do you can get the uh, season pass on the Microsoft store in the little TV section kind of thing so uh, just some podcast updates we are going to be basically covering all three shows David's going to be joining me for World Beyond I'm going to be doing Fear the Walking Dead by myself and then we've just got the one Walking Dead episode left for the uh, season finale but if you want to know more about that uh, you can check out that podcast Uh, one thing I didn't mention on that which I probably should have All of those episodes are going to be on the Walking Dead UK podcast. I don't plan on making separate feeds for those shows. It's just going to be one big Walking Dead UK podcast feed. So uh, there's that that's gone out as well. Uh, Manchester United beat Copenhagen 1-0 in extra time. It was a two and a half hour game. Well, with with a break in there. But uh, Bruno Fernandes scored the winning goal uh, through a penalty. And we are in the semi-finals of the Europa League, which is going to be played on Sunday. So that should be pretty cool as well. And then there's going to be, obviously, the final at some point. And then the next season actually starts in um, 
September next month. So uh, still some football going on as well. Uh, I also talked in that podcast about, um, sorry, in the previous one, Alexis Sanchez has left the club. Thank goodness, because he's being paid too much money. Uh, so he's left. Uh, the discussion around... Jaden Sancho and the discussion around Lingard and all sorts of things on the United cast so you can have a listen to that uh, don't skip the Umbrella Academy season 2 I've finished the season it is a spoiler and spoiler free combined podcast spoiler free section at the start uh, just to quickly ask have you seen the second season yet or any portion of it or anything N- no and I didn't want to bring it up but uh, I have absolutely no interest in watching the, that second season so Okay, fair enough. Uh, but I've given it a don't skip rating, so that is out there. That's on Netflix, by the way, for those of you that don't know. So you can have a look out for that. Uh, Gaming Talk last week, we talked about Splinter Cell, not a new game. He's going to be getting a Netflix series. We talked about uh, State of Play for August. Uh, Sony showed off some new stuff for PlayStation, obviously. And there was a whole bunch more that we talked about, uh, including some conversation about Crash Bandicoot who was shown in the state of play. Uh, did a podcast talking about Disney Plus thriving. They've smashed their five-year goal by quite a bit. Uh, and talked about the BBC, which is, of course, the uh, British TV channel in the UK. Uh, BBC is kind of struggling at the moment, and Disney Plus really isn't. Uh, so I kind of compared the, compared them both, used some stats and things, and uh, also talked about why I think that is currently happening, so you can listen to that if you want to. Um, the May United podcast for May United 2 um, LESK1, that was the previous game where I talked about some other stuff. Uh, classic reviews continued last week with the Jim Carrey season, season for episode 9, Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls, the sequel to um, the first film. Uh, there's going to be the season finale tomorrow for classic reviews for season 4, so have a look out for that. Um, and that's pretty much everything we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms. Let's get into some news. So we have a few big things to talk about first. Um, what should we go with first? Let's go. I'm going to go with my stuff. I'm just trying to look down my list and see. Uh, let's go with the cyberpunk thing. It's a fairly big thing as well. Um, what did you think of their Night City Episode 2 presentation? I thought it was a, a lot more informative than the first one they did. Uh, first off, we learned about roles, which is your character background. Are you going to be from the Badlands? Mm. Are you going to be a street kid? Are you going to go the corporate route? And they really emphasized that it affects a lot of the game. Um, they didn't say specifically, but I'm guessing it's like conversation arcs, uh, um, you know, options that might open up depending on which path you go down. Uh, we got a good look at the Swedish band that's getting turned into the band led by the character, uh, Johnny Silverhand, called Samurai. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, it's not the voice of Keanu Reeves, but that would be, would have been super cool if it was. <laughs> um, regardless, you know, the band sounded really, really great. And then we got a, look, a quick look at all the weapons. Uh, well, look, not all the weapons, but some of the weapons that you're going to be using in-game. So it gave you a good chunk of what you can expect without actually spoiling a whole lot of it. So, 
Yeah, I thought this was, I think, Cyberpunk's best presentation so far. Uh, finally gave us a good look at the weapons, which are going to be pretty vital. Uh, I really, really liked the weapons that they showed off as well. You've got, like, all these, like, um, uh, swords you can have in your arm, and these sort of, like, missiles you can have, and uh, all these, like, power guns, and guns that sort of can, like, bend bullets around the corners and things because yeah you look at this game and it is a futuristic techie kind of game and uh when we've always envisioned the future uh in certain ways shapes and forms um that's been some of the stuff that we've we've always thought about we don't know if the world will be like this in 2077 but uh you know when you see visions of the future or versions of the future kind of like this in different media uh sometimes it has been been kind of like this as well but um yeah i really enjoyed a lot of the weapons they showed off i really liked that there's uh different paths you can kind of take i didn't sort of anticipate that i suppose i wonder if you're going to be able to maybe do three playthroughs then um i'm not saying like that it will necessarily change the whole story but it was kind of like a character path thing wasn't it so i wonder if you can maybe get because my guess would be there'll probably be a trophy for finishing uh, or like achievement for finishing each one that would that that's something i thought of straight away that would kind of make sense uh, i don't know what i'm going to go with yet I'll, I'll wait until like the game comes out and i see you know what what kind of comes up and that sort of thing um but yeah i keep kind of looking at this game and thinking like okay this is uh, for like a better word this is kind of like a futuristic gta and um that's something i that i think is a really great idea i trust cd project red to do that uh it's going to be interesting to see uh keanu reeves's kind of involvement and stuff and how his character is going to kind of play into things um but yeah the, the game's looking great to me uh what do you think of the weapons and stuff that they showed off yeah, I mean, the the weapons looked really cool. Uh, I really like the fact that all the weapons were, like, painted and uh, kitted out and all that other stuff. They didn't mm. look like super generic weapons that you get off the shelf and uh, not have to deal with anything, so... Yeah, because, I mean, you, you might play, let's say, 10 hours with one set of weapons, and then you might pick a favorite or something, and then kind of keep that with you, and uh, then maybe you'll find another favorite weapon later on. Um, but... Did I? I don't know if I I saw this correctly, but there was a shot where Keanu Reeves' character was was just sort of standing looking at something, and I looked at they they did a quick glance at his elbow. Was there a sword sticking out of his elbow or something? Because that looked. I don't know if there cool. was an actual sword or weapon sticking out of it, but he does have a cybernetic arm, so you got to figure there's right. something in there. Probably, yeah. I just noticed that was. I think it was on his left elbow not on his right elbow so i, I kind of noticed that as well but mm-hmm. yeah i mean they they showed some of the things that these weapons can do and pff, yeah i'm 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 really excited to you know experiment and things like that i mean something which i do on a regular basis is with my i know it's very very different modern warfare as composed to uh, as compared to cyberpunk but i'm pretty much used to you know with call of duty and stuff um changing my weapons do i want to change ammo types and stocks and iron sights and guns and all these sorts of things and i'll have a lot more to choose from uh in this game so yeah maybe you make a and then you might end up um like going with different kind of loadouts maybe you want more like range stuff like snipers or assault rifles or maybe you want like a shotgun and like a a blade in your arm and then a missile on your other arm or who knows what you what you might might be able to do um but yeah it's it's something i mean we saw before with the game how they talked about like augmentations and things like that but i just for some reason i just didn't really think about like 
I don't know, just this, I know it kind of seems fairly simple, but just the idea that you can kind of have, like, an Assassin's Creed kind of, I mean, something that's even better than, like, the Hidden Blade from Assassin's Creed, you can have, like, a blade just coming out your arm and you can just rip people to pieces and then carry on shooting or whatever. I think that's really cool. So, uh, any ideas what you might kind of go for in this game? Uh, not really. I mean, a lot of, I got to figure that a lot of the, uh, paths is going to affect story arcs in terms of what uh, skills you can take. Mm-hmm. Like here, if you're a nomad, I doubt you're going to take a whole lot of like uh, techie skills. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, you could, but you might not. Um, and then going down the corpo route, I doubt you're going to be doing much into the, into different other things. So, mm-hmm. Because I remember a long time ago they talked about like you can do like a hacking sort of setup. So I, I'm quite interested in in a, a mission where like okay, let's say I can't get caught or something, or I fail if I get caught, and I can have like hacking stuff and then a blade in my arm, and maybe I can shoot like a silent sniper or who, who knows what I'll be able to do. They they kind of showed a glimpse a little bit of the different classes. They had like power weapons and things like that. So. Yeah, the the I think the more variety. I don't want this to be like Borderlands level of crazy, where you're where you're swapping like thirty different weapons on the go or something. But uh, mm-hmm. if you if you have like let's say a few hundred weapons to pick from, but you can carry, I don't know, a certain amount at a time. Because um, I remember when when I played, I think it was the first Borderlands that I played, and like every twenty meters or so, you'd have a new box that you could open and like. 10 weapons came out of it and it, it it got to a point where I was like okay what what what's actually good to use um but I don't think it'll kind of end up like that so do you think you maybe could end up with like too much choice or do you think it'll be fairly well played? Yeah I definitely think there's depending on how deep some of the uh, tech systems go and some of the skill trees go I think you could easily end up with too much choice in your character build mm-hmm. as for the weapons I think I mean there's going to be a, a good variety but I think it's going to be limited it's not going to be like tripping over a weapon every five minutes like it is in all the Borderlands games right right yeah um, I think it'd be maybe a situation where like you can change weapons at a good rate but when you get a chance to do so you'll have a lot of options plus like um, you'll pro- after you've played, I don't know, for maybe ten, twelve hours or something, you'll probably gravitate towards like certain favorites. Like I said, certain guns will maybe stick out a bit more. Uh, maybe you'll use a gun that won't work for you, or um, like m- me myself, I'm not really like an LMG type of person, and I don't really use things like rifles very much. Um, I'm much more of a sort of a sort. I I think that the type of guns I'll end up going for is like some SMGs, maybe a shotgun snipers assault rifles and then like maybe a missile blade kind of combination um but again we'll see how it all plays out so yeah plus we don't know if there's going to be like a carry limit like if you're limited to one gun yeah, or two guns yeah. or whatever yeah that's that's a possibility as well so uh it's november 9th yeah november 19th isn't it for uh mm-hmm. cyberpunk that's two days after assassin's creed isn't it i remember they were two days apart because uh, assassin's creed i think is the 17th of november um, by the way, I think that game should move away from Cyberpunk. I know it's coming out before it, but I don't think that's going to help it necessarily. But we shall see. Uh, what, what do you think in terms of that? Like Assassin's Creed and Cyberpunk being two days apart? Because they, uh, they are both big open world games. Like Yeah, they're, you know. they're both big games. I just don't know if it's going to affect each other. So hmm. yeah. Just because I don't know how much of those that's going to overlap. So Yeah, we shall see. Uh, but that is uh, anything else you want to talk about from uh, this cyberpunk? No. Nope. Demo? 
cool. Uh, but yes, we'll see. We are going to get another episode. Holly did actually mention that at the end. Um, I'm guessing we'll get one a month until the game comes out. So maybe in August, sorry, September, and in October episode. How many? How many do you think they'll have of these? Because this is the second one, isn't it? The Night City stuff. Um, Honestly, I do not know. Yeah, I think they uh, they could go for like it depends what else they want to show from this game. So. We shall see. Uh, but moving on to Last of Us Part 2, we do have an update for the game, which is something I wasn't quite expecting, but nonetheless we do have one. Uh, Naughty Dog put out a trailer today, which I did watch. It's only about a minute and a half or so. Um, so you're going to be getting the following updates for Last of Us Part 2. No multiplayer stuff. I think I think the factions thing is probably going to be next year sometime. I don't think it's going to be anytime soon. Uh, but a lot of people today are like, oh, you know, where, when are they going to add the free faction stuff i think that's going to be in its own separate cheaper game at some point but uh, nonetheless we shall see uh but they've added uh grounded difficulty which is a new uh highest difficulty i'm not sure what it's actually called on the game that the current highest difficulty there's obviously easy normal hard sorry moderate i think is the middle one that's what i played on hard and then like extreme or something i can't quite remember but grounded is being added that was what it was called in the first game actually uh, so that's going to be really difficult. Uh, something which I think... Uh, we'll, we'll see how it plays out. Something I'm not quite sure about. Uh, they're adding a permadeath mode. Now, given that this is like a 22 hour game. Or maybe it'll take you 20 hours. Maybe it'll take you 35. Who knows. And there's two big parts to this game. Um, I'm not really sure how that will kind of work. Unless you can play... Um, permadeath mode like on easy or something that's that's maybe a possibility they haven't uh i didn't see them sort of explain if you had to play permadeath on a particular difficulty but yeah i mean what if you get 12 hours into this game and then you die and then you you have to start again i'm not sure how that's going to work but uh, that's one of the things that they mentioned uh one thing that they mentioned which might actually help the permadeath mode is um there's like an unlimited crafting thing which seems crazy because then you'd make like what I don't know. Would you make like thirty Molotovs or something? Uh, that's obviously kind of put in there for a, for a fun kind of thing. Because uh, by now, if you've played the game, you've probably played it, um, and then you've probably done you know the the story and you've um, you know played normally without uh, the with the crafting kind of limitations and stuff. Uh, that is something that interests me quite a bit actually. Just are you going to be able to go in there and just like craft all the arrows and craft? Uh, pistol ammo and just you know, all the bombs and everything else uh, they've added two new trophies um, I didn't actually see what they were for uh, but they've added two I think one of them is maybe for finishing it on grounded difficulty I meant to go and check on my um, PlayStation to see uh, maybe what that's all about uh, unlockable modifiers as well I think that's where they talked about the um, was it the unlimited uh, crafting and things like that so we'll see how that works out uh, new features and improvements um they're adding a slow-mo difficult uh, not difficulty slow-mo kind of mode they are also doing like different graphics packages you can play like a pixelated version you can play like a neon version you can play they, they did this quick little montage in the trailer to where like they, there was loads of different uh graphical ways that you could play the game um and that sort of thing so that sounds kind of interesting as well uh what do you think of these updates the pixelated one is the one that throws me. Are they going for like a, an 8-bit vibe, which doesn't really work in a third-person over-the-shoulder view? Is it going to be like so, a top-down? 
sort of. They they showed it very briefly in the trailer. It just looks just pixelated. That's all I can kind of describe it as. Um, but uh, that could be interesting. What about uh, what about this permadeath mode thing? What do you think of that? <laughs> that makes no sense. In that style of game, a permadeath makes no sense. Mm. Do you think that um, let's let's say that you have the unlimited crafting thing, and then you put the game on easy, and then you can maybe try permadeath mode. I don't know if you can do all those things, but that's what would make sense to me because then the game would be easy. Then the game would you know you could craft. The seemingly un- unlimited amount of like medical med kits or whatever, so you could heal yourself quite often, and then maybe you could just I don't know that might be an easy way to play that, but uh, that's that's one that doesn't interest me quite so much. Um, but we'll see. Uh, what do you think of the unlimited crafting stuff? Never really thought about it to be honest with you. It's one of those things that you have to play that game a way more than I have to have that really matter, right? Yeah, but uh, I'm interested to try. That's out as well. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm planning. I'm, yeah, I'm planning. Sorry to still do certain let's play episodes for this. So that might be something I uh, I try out. Uh, just doing like what? Because what, you can do the um. Uh, what do you call it? I can't remember exactly what you call it, but you can do like the separate little chapters, uh, encounters. I think it's called uh, separate little encounters for the game. So I might try a few of them with some of these things. Uh, who knows? So we shall see. Uh, but no multiplayer update yet. Um, I I think they're gonna do that as um, yeah, like I said, a cheaper, separate kind of game. Uh, what do you think they might do with with factions? Yeah, I mean multiplayer. I never got around to playing it, but I'd heard multiplayer was really good mm-hmm. on the first Last of Us. So yeah, it might be something that they can uh, work out. Yeah, we shall see. Uh, so that's that as well. Um. But yeah, just my my thoughts on that. I mean, I've already talked about it a bit. Um, I'm gonna try certain things. I'm I'm least interested in the permadeath thing. I mean, I'm about halfway through my new game plus until I paused it and then went and played uh, Ghost of Tsushima. So um, I've still got a lot of things to do with Last of Us Part Two. So uh, you'll probably see some let's plays and some streams uh, whenever I'm ready to do that as well. I think that I I because I kind of been thinking to myself like, all right, I'm I'm still very much in the mood to go and continue my new game plus. But then if I do that and then I won't finish Ghost anytime soon, and I'll, I'll just be in between these two big games. So I think I'm going to try finishing Ghost first and then going back to uh, Last of Us Part Two. But then the thing is with that, there might be new games out by the time I do that, so we'll see how that works out. But uh, plenty to play, nonetheless, which is good. Uh, the the only other thing, I thought I'd just kind of add this in here. Uh, Cuphead got released on PS4. Um, not too much to say about it. I didn't really click with uh, Cuphead. Did you play it at all on, on Xbox? Uh, no, I never played it. Okay, I know that uh, Barry did. I think he said that he finished it, and he was telling me quite often about how difficult it was, which it's supposed to be and, and everything. But uh, I think it's on Switch as well. I th- It's on Xbox One. Um, I'm guessing that means it's probably on PC, because it's probably on Game Pass as well. No, mm-hmm. I don't want you, Siri. For some reason, Siri turned on. Uh, <laughs> um yeah, this on it's on Switch as well. I think it's on uh, probably PC and uh, well, all of the things now. So you can go and have a look at Cuphead if you want. I wonder what the platinum is for that. That's uh, yeah. Uh, I wonder if you've got to like do that on the hardest difficulty. I don't even know what that would what that would look like. Um, what do you think for that? That I don't know. 
That yeah. would be a weird one. Yeah, that'd be a difficult one to platinum. I mean, it'd be like trying to platinum, I don't know, like Sekiro or Bloodborne. Like, I just, yeah, I can't imagine myself ever doing that sort of stuff. So, uh, that's all the stuff I've got to talk about. Uh, we do have some emails. We'll get into them a little bit later. But what would you like to talk about this week? Uh, well, first up, we got a bit of a tease, possibly, from Boss Logic. Uh, who is an artist, also known as Nikolai Baslajic. I'm going to butcher that, I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, on his uh, Twitter account that teases a possible Injustice 3. Technically, it just says Injustice with the three with the E replaced with a 3, so apparently it's 1995 again. Um, and it's not officially official, but Boss Logic has done a lot of official artwork for games, including uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla Reveal. Yeah, uh, ton the, of street fight- the uh, eight-hour stream that he did. Yeah. Yeah, that was um, great. Ton of Street Fighter art. Um, uh, there's a DC event coming up soon called Fandom on the 22nd. I'm assuming it's going to be a virtual convention. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it says here that Boss Logic is attending that virtual event, and he tagged NetherRealm Studios creative director Ed Boone in the tweet. Now, the image itself, along with the word injustice shows a giant clock behind it, which could be a reference to the Watchmen sequel Doomsday Clock. Uh, there is also a little yellow smiley face hidden on the left hand, left-hand <laughs> side of the clock, which is a dead ringer for the comedian. Yep. Um, so, uh, like I said, this isn't official. This is possibly a tease. But it's a lot of artwork for uh, like not being anything official. Plus, it would be really interesting... To see um, the uh, Watchmen characters, specifically Doctor Manhattan, going against, going up against some of the uh, DC fighters. Yeah, Doctor Manhattan versus Superman. How about that? Or Dark that would Clyde, be interesting. Or, um, or like Raphael from the Ninja Turtles or something. <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty funny. Um, yeah. By the way, for those that haven't seen Watchmen on HBO or HBO Max or whatever they're calling HBO these days, uh, that's available. That's really really good. You saw it, didn't you? Um, Mm -hmm. Watchmen, you really liked it. I uh, did the podcast with David back in October last year. Uh, We really liked it as well. So go and have a look at that. Uh, Sky Atlantic, for those that are wondering, for the UK. It might be on there, it might not, but you need to have a look for yourself. Um, I would absolutely love an Injustice 3. Uh, Injustice 2 is my favourite fighting game, which some people might have just um, been shocked that I said. I mean, in terms of, like, you know, Tekken and Street Fighter and some some of the more well-known fighting games i've just never really played them uh i tried them like once or twice i think i played like tekken when i was younger on the ps1 or something like that um and that sort of thing but but yeah uh injustice 2 was really really good i watched the cutscene thing for the first injustice the game just didn't really kind of work as well i think the first one but the second one yeah the, the story's great you can even go back and do um because there's certain sections in injustice 2 with the story where you have to you have to um sorry pick in in a well, like when two, two characters go to have, have a fight and you have to pick which side you're basically on and it ends up being like a not in direct reference to the film but like a batman v superman type of thing because they're basically going against each other with like their ideals of how to do stuff uh, and that ends up being a pretty good story 
Um, but yeah, I, I really, really liked it. I mean, DC is rich with these characters. You know, you've got all the, you know, Watchmen and Ninja Turtles and the DC characters and uh, tons of stuff. Um, I mean, they did add the Ninja Turtles for the second Injustice game. I think they added a, a bunch of other characters as well, but uh, I remember the Ninja Turtles being added. Um, yeah, Dr. Manhattan would be great. Um, there's uh, some other characters in from Watchmen that would be really, really good as well. Um, was it uh, Regina King's Sister Knight character? Mm-hmm. Was that her name that I'm thinking of? Yeah, she was. She was yeah. pretty good, um, and just a bunch of other characters. And like I said, yeah, if someone wants to do um, either Doctor Manhattan versus Superman or Doctor Manhattan versus one of the Ninja Turtles, that would be pretty funny. Uh, be pretty cool. But um, yeah, yeah, I, and it, even that as like a playable character, just in terms of story arc, somebody like yeah. Rorschach or uh, Looking Glass or somebody like that. Mm. Could really be interesting from a story standpoint. Yeah, because you can cross cross them over, can't you? So, mm-hmm. uh, can you imagine that, like a scene where you've got I don't know, like Raphael, Doctor Manhattan, and Batman or something. That would uh, that would be pretty fun. That'd Speaking pretty of which, fun. did you ever get to see that movie where it had Batman crossover with the Ninja Turtles? I did read the comic book. I didn't actually get around to seeing the film. Is it any good? Yeah, there was there's an animated film. It's it's pretty good. I mean, it's you know it's you know, it's it's Batman, so you can't really not cool. fault it, and it, it works on a couple of levels. So, actually, I think I read four out of the three out of the four. I me- I don't remember how many issues there was, but I remember I got the last one and just never read it for some reason. <laughs> and that was like I don't know three years ago. I don't know what's wrong with me in terms of reading comics, but uh, anyway, um, yeah, I'm gonna go and check out that uh, film sometime as well. That should be should be pretty good, and maybe one day finish reading the comic. I've still got it in my room somewhere. So I just have to look for it. I still need to finish reading Walking Dead and and everything else. So, um, but yeah, you could. So if you were to have a Watchmen character, a DC character, and a Ninja Turtle in one scene, who would that be? Who would those be? Uh, I definitely think Rorschach and Raphael could have a really good banter back and forth. Mm-hmm. And then. Uh, Maybe send the question in there to troll them. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. Uh, but yeah, if you picked like one of the Ninja Turtles, Doctor Manhattan, and then like I don't know Batman or something, uh, I think any, any combination from those three would be would be pretty good. So, but yeah, DC fan is it Fandom? It's called DC Fandom. Yeah, Fandom. D O M E. Yeah, uh, August twenty second, which is. 11 days away, which is crazy, which is cool. Yep. Uh, really looking forward to that. That's, I think, going to be their big... Uh, I think for games, TV and film, like a big... And probably some comic stuff as well. Uh, some big updates. Uh, speaking of um, uh, DC games and stuff, we have another big story, don't we? Yeah, I'm staying on the DC track. Uh, rather than doing any kind of super fanfare, uh, the Rocksteady Game Studio uh, Twitter account just posted a picture of... What looks to be either Superman or Bizarro, you can't really tell because it's from behind, mm. with a giant bullseye on his head saying, Target locked DC Fandome August 22nd Suicide Squad game. Uh, so this is more than likely the game that we've been wondering about from Rocksteady. About, you know, they, they've said they've been, you know, t- you know, working on a game for a while. They haven't really set out what it was. We were kind of bouncing back and forth. But... A Suicide Squad game can be a little bit interesting. Uh, fortunately, this article does have more info on the DC fandom. It's a virtual event on Saturday, August 22nd, uh, 8, 10 a.m. Pacific time, which puts it noon 
Eastern time, which puts it five. I'm sorry, one Pacific time, uh, one um, Eastern time, which puts it six uh, your time in the UK. Yeah. So, um, included in the one-day free virtual event set to showcase what DC has coming up includes The Batman, uh, the long-rumored and long-desired Snyder Cut of Justice League, uh, the new Suicide Squad movie, and this game. Uh, Ed Boon, director on Mortal Kombat and Justice, will also be intending. So that leads uh, a little bit more credibility to the previous talk about possibly getting The Watchmen and an Injustice 3. Yeah, um, bit of an unceremonious way to announce it. Um, I don't know what reason was behind this necessarily. Um, even Jason Schreier, who I have somewhat mixed feelings on, um, he's he's all right. He just does some odd reporting now and again. Um, but I'm not gonna like, you know, personally criticize him or whatever. He kind of said like, you know, five years and this is how you announce it. And I was like, yeah, I, I kind of agree. It's been been a long time and. I just think if you if you go to the DC fandom thing and they say, hey, next up, we're going to reveal the, um, a long-awaited game from one of our studios, and then the Rocksteady logo pops up, and then you play a trailer. I think that's a better way to announce it. Uh, so the same kind of, I know it's a little bit different circumstance, but same kind of thing with Crash Bandicoot. Wake up that morning and just see a picture online. It's It's just not... And I understand that that was leaked, and this was directly from Rocksteady. So it's a different situation, but same kind of feelings um i just don't think this is a great way to announce games necessarily just like hey here's a here's a poster see you soon um and i just don't really i don't really get why dc fandom's in in like 11 days it's in literally just under two weeks why not just i don't get why they didn't just wait we've waited five years i'm sure we could already you know wait the uh, extra 11 days nonetheless uh aside from the um, weird strategy of announcement. Not sure how I feel about Suicide Squad. I'm a big fan of the Harley Quinn character, and she's usually kind of a uh, big member of um, of that squad. She was in the first film, and she's going to be in the uh, James Gunn directed version for 2022, 2021. I don't. I'm not sure when that's supposed to be now. But who knows uh, anymore? Yeah, who knows when that's going to be. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing her maybe in the game, and if you have Deadshot and, and things like that. Um, a lot of people have been online have been kind of expressing about like, okay, we, we wanted a Superman game and you're doing this and this sucks. I agree in a way, but first of all, I wasn't bothered if it was a Superman game or not. Second of all, I do agree with the other part that um, I don't know that the Suicide Squad's the best group of DC characters to kind of pick from. Now granted, you know, if this comes out and it's really great and Rocksteady does a great job with Suicide Squad and all that, then we'll be praising the game. Uh, but we don't know how good it's going to be yet. But just from an initial announcement standpoint, uh, I'm just a little bit confused as to, okay, how come you picked Suicide Squad? I'm sure that when DC Fandom comes around, they'll explain everything and tell us why they picked these characters and that. But, um... Yeah, I mean, you know, August twenty second. Hopefully, we'll see we'll see this game, and then hopefully we'll see the uh, Warner Brothers Montreal Batman game. Hopefully, as well, because I, I, I mean, in terms of that game, the the Batman one from uh, Warner Brothers Montreal, they've teased it so much, and everyone's kind of guessed that like okay, it's going to be about the um, quarter vowels and stuff. Just just show the game at this point. I mean, um, so we'll see. But uh, anyway, we're sure thoughts on this yeah i mean it's i'm definitely going to check out the event since it's you know a streaming virtual event and we're going to see everything on that 
I think a Suicide Squad game could work, mm. um, depending on how it goes. I'm really hoping that they get uh, Margot Robbie to voice Harley Quinn in it because she's That'd kind be of been it. synonymous with that character in the modern sense. Obviously, there was a different actress that did the voice for um, the the original run on the Batman animated series, and they've bounced around a few voices with some of the newer animated stuff. But I would really like to see her do a voice acting on that. Um, as for a Superman game, the kind of the problem with Superman is that if you really thought about it, he's so crazy overpowered that there's not really anything that could hurt him unless you put him in a situation where he had no power, but then he's not Superman. So, hmm. Yeah. I was going to make a comparison there to the Avengers game. <laughs> I mm-hmm. was going to say, if you, if you make him, uh, if you make Superman slow, like they, like they did with Thor and with Hulk and all these really powerful characters, um, cause yeah, tying it back into that with, with, um, how Thor and Hulk work in this Avengers game. They don't they don't feel as powerful as what they should, so maybe you can do... I mean, you don't want it to where Superman feels too weak, but you don't want him to feel too strong. I, that, that's more of a sort of finer line than maybe the likes of Hulk and Thor. But um, anyway, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. But uh, yeah, but what, what do you think of the announcement itself? Just this tweet with a poster... Uh, it, 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 my thought is is that they just don't have enough visuals ready, or they're just saving all the visuals for uh, fandom. Okay, then they could have just saved this poster for for that event. Yeah, but they got. I didn't even know this thing was happening until these articles popped up. Mm. So I, my guess is that they're trying to get more, you know, eyes on the prize and more brains in the in the sphere for it. Because I had literally not heard of it until I pulled up that article when I was going, scrubbing through my news feed, finding stuff to talk about. And now I'm like, yeah, I kind of want to watch that. Hmm. Yeah. Um, what, because uh, I've done Batman, obviously. They've done the three Batman games. Which DC character would you have maybe preferred them to choose instead of Suicide Squad, maybe? Yeah, I mean, there's a ton that you could go through. If you want to go with ones that are more common knowledge, a cyborg one would be really easy. Uh, kind of the same problem with Flash is that he runs so fast that it's kind of hard to give him a real opponent outside of another speedster. Uh, Blue Beetle would be a definite uh, one that they could get some deep lore into. Um, maybe one of the versions of Robin or Nightwing hmm. could have gone as well. I mean, that's a little bit of a knockoff, but not too much. Um I think uh, maybe maybe a work. Green Lantern possibly. Yeah, Green Lantern. I think Arrow would work as well. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, see, here's the thing. If you, I I know that this would happen, right? If you did a Supergirl game, you just have even more moaning about like, oh, why is it not Superman instead? Um, so I was just thinking of other DC characters, but uh, that would be what that would be. Um, yeah, I I I've always wanted to see what somebody could do with a flash game. I suppose one thing you could maybe do is you could have enemies that would like block your speed or something, and you've got to like work your way around that. You'd obviously have it to where like you'd you'd speed through certain parts, and then when you want to do more sort of tighter gameplay stuff, you would just do it in sort of slow motion maybe, um, mm. or do it to where like you know in the TV show when he kind of actually stops time sort of, and then goes and like you know adjusts guns and you know makes people punch themselves in the face and that sort of thing you could probably use that as a mechanic as well i mean some some of the mechanics from like quantum break you could probably use for that like some of the time stuff in there 
Um, so I'd like to maybe see that done as a game. Uh, Wonder Woman would be good as well. Um, but you'd, you'd probably want someone maybe like Sony San, uh, Santa Monica to do it. The uh, the God of War uh, developers. Because God of War is kind of what a Wonder Woman game would maybe be like. You know, the whole um, you know shield and that, that type of gameplay would probably fit as well, I think. Um, but uh, anyway, we shall see what they show on August 22nd for DC Fandom. And, uh, yeah, hopefully it's a big blowout from DC. Hopefully we get some trailers and stuff like that. I'm curious to know what, in the last, like, several months when, you know, not much has been able to film and whatnot, what have they been able to put together for this? Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know. We shall see. So, uh, August 22nd, 11 days time. So, that is that. Uh, Cool, let's move on from that. What else do you want to talk about today? Well, Amazon is trying to streamline its uh, presence in the gaming. They have rebranded Twitch Prime subscriptions into Prime Gaming. They also updated a much-needed function of their website for anything Prime Gaming related. Uh, So you can now go to gaming.amazon.com and see all the available perks, all the available free games that you can download as being a Prime member. Uh, Obviously... You know, that is a lot of people because according to Amazon, it has counted more than 150 million subscribers to its prime service at the beginning of this year. And I know with everything being locked down and everything being uh, shut down, prime has just been exploding in terms of sales for Amazon. Uh, But I do like that they're making this a little bit easier to get to because I don't know if you remember, but when they first started doing free games through the uh, Amazon service, it was a convoluted nightmare to yeah. find and claim your games, and now it's just super easy. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah. In terms of uh, Amazon Prime, both of you know people that have stayed at home and want to watch stuff, there's things you can both watch through Prime, and you can rent stuff as well. And then obviously, you know, people have wanted to order more stuff and not go to so many stores or shops or whatever. So Prime would make sense with that. Um, mm-hmm. But we, we we knew that like you know the home the home delivery stuff and streaming services and all that sort of thing uh, would be thriving in this period, which which makes sense because you've got you know loads of shops that are shutting down and all sorts of things that are happening. Uh, I think it's interesting that you kind of um, you know call it Twitch gaming and stuff and kind of get into that. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think it's it's, it's an interesting choice. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, like I said, the the site that you can go to to uh, claim your in-game prizes and free games, the fact that that's way more streamlined now is a godsend because I barely used it before because it was so hard to do. Uh, so now you can just uh, bit-bop-boop through it. Um, as for the shipping, yeah, I mean, I do an annual Prime subscription just for the free delivery service because, you know, sometimes something won't be in stock or sometimes you can find it at a better price and uh it just i pay for that subscription fee in just free shipping every year with just the free two-day shipping on prime so all the stuff that i get like the free streaming the free audio streaming the music um you know the game stuff that's all just bonus yeah tv shows all that sort of Mm -hmm. thing yeah i think there's some people out there who um have got Amazon Prime for shipping and maybe don't actually know they've got access to a whole streaming service. I mean, you've got access to, like, award-winning t- 
TV shows and things like that, like Marvelous Mrs. Maisel has, has won stuff, but uh, it's it's one of the better deals I've seen in the industry of like, okay, you can get discounts and or free shipping, or, you know, free shipping and or discounts on uh, certain stuff, and yeah, you get a whole streaming service as well with uh, things added all the time, so uh, it's pretty good stuff uh, with Amazon, so I, I brought a bunch of stuff off the air the other day, I uh, brought a uh, Bo Peep figure thing from from Toy Story 4 because she's been kind of changed and that plus I didn't really have one before brought a Harley Quinn t-shirt brought a bunch of Lego um like little mini figures and stuff because I like collecting those uh brought a little Simpsons thing Bart Simpson kind of thing um I pre-ordered the uh did I did I send you the photo of that the Ellie statue thing that I brought yeah yeah the, the there's two of them there's one where she's sitting down with a guitar and then there's one where she's uh, got a bow and arrow. I chose the bow and arrow one. Uh, it hasn't actually arrived yet because it's not coming out until the end of August. So uh, that should be pretty cool as well. So because I, I do like collecting stuff, I just don't go to do it quite so much. So uh, it's been pretty cool. Uh, what else do you want to talk about today? Well, staying on with gaming and with everybody staying at home, not shocked is that sales are up. What is mm. shocked is that the dollar amount of sales are up. Uh, according to uh, Digital Trends, the just and this is just the American market. Uh, the American consumers spent $11.6 billion on video game hardware, software, and accessories in the second quarter alone, which is a jump of 30% compared to the same quarter last year. Um, during that period, $10.2 billion was spent on video game content, which includes both video game sales, DLC, um, and the researcher says that all three game consoles are a jump of 57% year over year to $848 million. Sales of accessories, including game pants, steering wheels, headsets, things like that, are up 50% to $584 billion. NPD didn't provide unit sales, but what they said was that Animal Crossing New Horizons, uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, Call of Duty Warzone. Last of Us Part Two were some of the bigger titles involved in that sale, mm-hmm. which those titles are no brainers. Um, yeah, just just on a side note um, for this, you mentioned Call of Duty. I don't like how it's now being called Call of Duty Modern Warfare Warzone. It's mm-hmm. like okay, it's it's not just got Warzone. It's got four game modes on it. It's just because uh, I think yeah, the actual name of the game title has been changed in certain places uh some players some places don't even have the modern warfare name in it they just call it call of duty warzone and it's like no it's got multiplayer and campaign and spec ops and uh but anyway um yeah makes sense like we said a minute ago with the whole pandemic and people staying indoors and things uh and we have had some big games like you said uh people still buy modern warfare and obviously with last of us 2 kind of recently coming out and that did pretty well for sales uh, i've not heard any recent numbers with that particularly but we know it did pretty well initially um but uh like you said it's in it's in that list as well but uh yeah good to see the video games doing really well earning a few pennies here and there um and and that sort of thing so yeah it's good i mean we want the industry to thrive because um then more money can be invested to making better games which i think is what everybody wants or at least some companies will do that some of them will hoard some of that money from themselves and then just yeah but uh anyway what do you think of this yeah i mean like i said it's not shocking that it's gone up it is a little shocking that it's gone up as much as it did yeah but everybody's staying home you gotta have something to do and actually the console sales make the most sense because 
this was something I saw about a month ago in the local news thing. They were talking about stores and selling and all that. And probably the weirdest one that I never would have thought about until I thought about it and I realized it makes sense. Um, pawn shops, at least in the area that I'm at, are practically empty. Because mm. when you think about it, you know, the kids are doing school from home now. So they're all virtual classing in. So if you got two kids, you got three kids, you can't just have one laptop or one computer to share between the two or three whenever they have assignments. No, now you got to have. No, because then they have a sibling fight. Yep, you got to have it. Well, when they're going to virtual school, each one's got to have their own uh, laptop or desktop to work off of. Yeah. Um, you know, you got kids at home, you want to keep them entertained, they can't go outside. Now you got to buy a couple, three more consoles on the cheap, and then the pawn shop's a real good place to do that. So, the, and obviously, the entire store wasn't empty. Nobody's buying Rolexes or things like that. But, you know, mm-hmm. they were selling, they were saying that they're completely sold out of like TVs and game consoles and video games and computers, and they just could not get them in on any level. So, yeah. Just on a side note, by the way, I know I keep saying that, but whatever. Um, when I've like gone out to take the dog, uh, I walk two different dogs, my own and uh, my my neighbor's dog and stuff. Um, I've been doing that for for a few years now. And then when I go to the shops and things like that, the amount of kids that I see out on their own is, I'll just say, alarming. And you 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 know that like okay, when you see a child and there's literally no adult anywhere near them, like what what the hell is is that? Um, but yeah, even like, you know, when I've gotten up to the, the field to walk the dog, there's kids there running around on their own, uh, in the, in the streets and in the roads and things like that. And down the shops, kids are just running about, running about all over the place. Um, not only is that bad for like social distancing, but you know, they could, I don't know, get run over or whatever. And it's just, it's crazy. I don't know what things are like, um, Near, near where you are, but uh, I I see it quite an alarming rate, which is uh, yeah. How how is that sort of near you? I guess. Uh, well, I was like social distancing before social distancing was cool, so I don't <laughs> really notice it all that much. Yeah. As for the kids' things, you know, a few medical people have come out and say that you know kids under ten have like some freakishly low chance of catching COVID nineteen in terms of infection and in passing it on. Mm-hmm. Um, as for them letting it out, I mean, that's a parent's thing. If the parents have, you know, raised them and trusted them enough that they can be out and they know the area that's safe enough for them to be out, you know, that's the, that's the parent's call. I'm not yeah. going to try to helicopter parent, you know, from the other side of the country. Yeah. Um, but I, even... and I don't have any kids myself, so I can't really judge on that. Right. And virus aside, your kids can still get run over and or kidnapped. So yeah, but that can that can happen if you're there with them too or not. So right, but it, like I said again, it just kind of depends on yeah. the parent. Mm-hmm. It's just alarming the amount that I've seen kids just <laughs> running around the wild on their own. It's uh, it's crazy. But uh, anyway, um, what else do you want to talk about today? All right. Well, the next thing up is we unofficially officially have the name of the not secret secret low spec. A uh, console codenamed uh, Xbox Lockhart. Um, a lot of people have been calling it the Series S for a while, and that is kind of accidentally confirmed, but in the weirdest way possible. Hmm. Uh, Twitter user by the name of Zach S with the handle under uh, at Z-A-K-K underscore E-X-E 
um, was randomly out shopping and was able to purchase at a retail store an Xbox Series X controller. On his Twitter account, he posts up four pictures. Uh, one is of the box, and it says Robot White. And you can tell it's an X controller because, for one, the D-pad is different. And for two, there is a third button between and lower of the triple line and the stack square button. And it is kind of like a bracket turned 90 degrees with an arrow pointing up, which I'm guessing is some sort of share feature for something. Uh, and then the second packet, second picture is on the side, and it shows compatible with Xbox Series S slash X, Xbox One, Windows 10, Android, iOS. And the third and the fourth picture are just him holding it. But to further confirm that this is probably real and not just like a Photoshop, he's got a little 15-second video of him pulling it out of the box, flipping it over, flipping a few buttons, and this has gone viral. It's already at 80,000 views. And his whole Twitter feed is still, uh, um, you know, scrolling through it. Right. Yeah. Uh, he purchased it on something called OfferUp, which I have never heard of before. Me neither. Um, I'm guessing it's some sort of, like, either service to help stores get more people to buy stuff. Um and then uh, it, uh, you know, he's he's holding it in front of his TV to where it shows the connecting logo and it shows all the other stuff. So I'm willing to guess that it's uh, real. I mean, the only thing that real that's really wonky with any of the pictures is that where it says Xbox Series S slash X, it's a vertical slash and not a diagonal slash. But that could just be an artistic thing. So that's really the only thing that makes that would even hint at it not being real. Yeah, I mean, these things happen. Uh, I mean, about a few weeks ago, there was a Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War leaked on a Doritos packet. So, these... And see, that that doesn't really count as a leak, because they, they have to order those things months in advance, and with everything going on, on all the delays, you well, never know. Like, I can go into the store right now and see stuff for Black Widow and Wonder Woman 1984 in terms of, like, chip packaging and things like that. Well, they were supposed to be out, but and Call of Duty hasn't even been announced yet. But um, yeah, I'm, what I'm saying is like these these leaks and things like that happen. Um, from what you've kind of described and and that sort of thing, I mean, yeah, you can Photoshop stuff. So he did do his you know the, the little video and things like that. And uh, this is probably what Lockhart is like. We've suspected before. It made sense to me that um, you have the Xbox Series X. And in the Xbox Series S, there's a bit of a mouthful of all this, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because you have the Xbox One X and then the One S, and then you change it to Series for your next iteration of consoles, and then you go with X as your most powerful, and then S is like a slight downgrade or alteration, whatever you want to kind of call it. Um, and there's been talk for a long time about okay, there's this Lockhart thing going around. What was um, what was Series X called? I've forgotten the, the the code name for it. <sighs> I don't remember. I'll, I can look it up real quick. Okay. I'm trying to think of what it was. But anyway, yeah. Um, You've got Lockhart probably on the way, which hasn't been revealed yet, but probably will be. Um, See, that's where PlayStation gets things a bit more simple. You know, PS1, 2, 3, 4, 5, mm-hmm. and then 5, digital. None of this, like, series S and X and... Lockhart and whatever. Um, I mean, you can name your console whatever you you want to. 
Um, but uh, yeah, th- this is my guess that the Xbox Series S is probably Lockhart, which is probably yeah the the, the sort of cheaper equivalent, if you will. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I mean it makes sense. Um, Series X, which was originally called Anaconda. Anaconda. Um, so yeah. Sounds something from like Black Panther. Yeah, because yeah. it goes. Uh, or uh, Natal was the Connect. Xenon was the 360. Durango was the One. Edmonton was the S. Scorpio was the X. Barbaroo was the Hololens, which we still haven't heard anything about for God knows how long. Oh yeah, Scorpio is X- Xbox One X, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Scarlet was the Scarlet was the original name of the next generation of car- consoles. And then the right. X became Anaconda, Lockhart is Series S. And then there's one listed here called Edinburgh, which is originally spotted by software developer. I'm not even going to try to pronounce that. It, it's a word that's missing all the vowels. Okay. It's, it's like an English word. It, it, the closest would be Billy Hubert, but just imagine that, but with all the vowels removed. Uh, on Twitter, new codename Edinburgh can be seen with the original with the Xbox One's operating system underneath Lockhart and Anaconda. So that's just something that got yanked out of the code. Cool. All right. Um, yeah. What do you think of this then? Controller and everything else. Yeah, it's weird that a controller can just be purchased like that on a third-party site from a non-store. But you know, weirder things are happened. That is. The definition of 2020. Weirder things... Weird things happen. Yep. Yep. I saw a video this year of a man... Shooting... A... Poorly shooting... A bow and arrow into a crowd and saying that all lives matter. And uh, I didn't think I'd see that this year. So... And uh, yeah. But uh, anyway. um, Yeah, things get leaked. Things happen. He managed to get his hands on it. So um, it is what it is. I don't think it's anything damaging necessarily. But... um, yeah, there we go. Uh, what else do you want to talk about today? Well, the last thing we have to talk about is, unfortunately, Halo Infinite was delayed to 2021. Uh, as you remember, when they showed Halo Infinite at the last Xbox presser, uh, people screen-grabbed things kind of out of focus and lost their shit over everything. And I don't know if this is a, re- um, a re- reaction to that or not, but it has been officially announced that it's going to get delayed till next year. Yeah, uh, I think this is a smart decision. I think that there's two sides to this, I think. One of which is, yes, this is going to hurt, in a way, Xbox Series X because it was going to be their big launch title, but you'll still be able to play it on Xbox One somehow uh, with the whole backwards compatibility thing and the whole Xbox family thing and that. Um, as we said, I think it was last week that we said about, you know, how successful Game Pass has been and that sort of thing. Again, I think it's turning into a situation where for Xbox, it doesn't feel like it's about the games as much. And it feels like it's more about Game Pass and less about, like, I mean, they want to sell, you know, as many Series X's as they can. And potentially the delay of Halo Infinite is maybe going to hurt that. But again, they've put such emphasis on Game Pass, Game Pass, Game Pass, and other games, you know, there, there are the launch games or whatever are going to be coming to that, and people are still going to stay subscribed to Game Pass, and they're still going to play that, and like I said last week, if you're still subscribed to Game Pass, and you're in the ecosystem, and then you think, hey, these games that I've got on Game Pass, or that I, or that I play with my friends, or whatever, 
um, and I want a better console to play them on, that's going to sell you a Series X. Um, but, you know, Halo Infinite was going to be one of, I mean, it's still going to be, it's still going to come out, but uh, was going to be one of the big launch titles. It kind of sucks that it delays, it's delayed for it. But, uh, yeah, the two sides I'm basically talking about is I think it's going to, the, the, the delay of this game is going to slightly hurt Series X sales, like slightly, I think. But, again, Game Pass is the emphasis on what they're trying to trying to push i think um but yeah for me you know they they took obviously the feedback um from the presentation and people weren't very happy graphically and otherwise about the game um they've taken that and decided to make the game better and uh like we've always said uh if you want to delay a game and make it better and then it turn you know when they next show the game and maybe it looks better after that and uh people are more happy if that's a thing that you can do anymore um <laughs> But uh, if they manage to do that, and then it comes out on Series X anyway, and Xbox One, and all the others, um, then hopefully it will all turn out alright. But uh, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, if the game's not ready, the game's not ready. There's no getting around that. Yeah. Um, and you know, like you said, with the Game Pass, people are going to be getting it anyway. So my hope is, is that when it does come out, you know... People just enjoy it. I mean, there's always going to be people getting pissed at something over something over something. Mm-hmm. Um, but called, uh, yeah, like I said, the internet. Yeah, yeah, it's called the it's called modern day you know world. <laughs> but hopefully, yeah. you know, when it comes out, people can enjoy it for what it is and uh, just go from there. Mm-hmm. Did you speaking of? I'm just going to talk about this very briefly because I don't want to bring too much attention to it. Did you see that? Um, I don't know like who it was. I think someone posted it on a Reddit forum. But they went through the... I'll just say the gym section. In Abby's story. Philosopher's Part 2. And they took a photo of the gym schedule. And because they've been complaining about like... Oh she shouldn't be this muscly. And this and that and whatever. When Abby's a bodybuilder. And there's a gym in the place where she lives. Um, and they kind of pointed out like... Oh look she's not on the schedule enough or whatever. That's That's the example of like... Okay you're just trying to look for something to uh to moan about but again people people do these things so did you did you see that at all that people don't, no done but that? to be honest i really didn't uh pay that much attention into all that drama mm-hmm. i kind of read up on it so that i knew because we were going to talk about it at some point yeah um but you know i don't dive deep into that i don't know that i've ever i've never actually had read an account i've occasionally gone to uh a website and it was just a reference to something on reddit but i've never really done anything reddit related yeah Yeah, reddit can be can be good sometimes i have a reddit account i use it now and again so it's pretty good uh cool what else do i talk about today that's all i had cool uh they did we should probably tie in that they did say um this the uh series x is getting released in november oddly they didn't give an actual date for it but they just said November, which is what I'm suspecting for both the uh, PS5 and Series X. So, mm-hmm. uh, was that any particular shock to you? Nope. I've been uh, trying to find out more on this because of that controller. And another interesting thing just literally just popped up like 20 seconds ago. Okay. Uh, let me find the guy's name here so I know exactly who I'm referencing. Okay. So, give me one second here. Yeah, the the first one that we talked about with the controller was from The Verge, and the guy's name is Tom Warren. He's a senior news editor at The Verge. Uh, he just posted uh, Series X may launch on November 6th. 
Tipster sent me a photo of new box of controllers that have a do not open date until November 6th on them. Hmm. And it's just literally just like fragile, don't get wet, don't put it near madness, handle with care. And it says not before, do not sell or display before November 6th, 2020. So, cool. Don't know if that's real or not, but that's who's posting it and that's what it says. So make your own. Yeah. Also, the other thing they haven't mentioned is. Yeah, price. Who's who's going first? Price no, wise. I don't know. It's the weirdest kind of. Uh, yeah, it's getting later and later in the year. We're we're in the middle of August, and these things are coming out in a couple of months. So, um, it could be tomorrow, couldn't it? It could be next week. It could be in ten minutes. Who knows? But uh, anyway, uh, so that's all the stuff you said you've got to talk about. Mm-hmm. Let's move on to some emails from the very nice community here. Uh, if you would like to send in your thoughts, feelings, questions, comments, or maybe concerns about video games or anything related to Entertainment Talk, Matthew at entertainmenttalk.org, Twitter eTalkUK is a contact page, and you can also find information in your show notes. Jerry says, I've seen the Avengers impressions going around, uh, and then he poses two questions here. What went wrong here? Will either of you be playing? Um, I don't think Robert's going to be playing, based on what we've discussed earlier i've now decided i'm not going to be playing also based on what i said earlier um and just my decision i I took it off my boomerang list uh cancelled my pre-order because i didn't need that anyway uh because i pre-ordered for the beta code but that it that was what it was um what went wrong here i'm I'm just gonna go back to like i'm not saying crystal dynamics and square enix are bad because they've made some good games that i've enjoyed I just don't think they're the right fit for this Avengers game. They could have made an Avengers game that was different and maybe more suitable to what they're kind of good at. I don't know. But I I just think maybe wrong choice of developer. And again, that's not me putting down the developers. But, you know, not every developer can make every game. Some are more suited to making certain things. So uh, what about you? What do you think maybe went wrong here? Uh, that I don't know because it's not like we heard a lot about the development in terms of behind the scenes stuff. Mm. Um, as for will I play it, I'll probably play the demo when it becomes you know a free public demo. Yeah, the, the open. Um, yeah. Outside of that, I mean, it, this was never on my radar to play to begin with. So I was, you know, like you said, I wasn't going to play it at all. So it's not really affecting me any. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that's what we think about that. Uh, Raheem says Assassin's Creed and Cyberpunk are two days apart. Who wins or will one move? Um, I'm not sure if one of them's going to move, but I think, like I said earlier, I think Assassin's Creed should move. Um, now, I'm not expecting it to be sooner. I think they should move it until a little bit later. Um, but again, you're already going to be late November with these. Do you want to push it into December territory? Maybe they should just leave it until January or something, because then, you know, maybe p- players go and, um, excuse me, play Cyberpunk and all these other games that are coming out, and then, you know, you've you've played all your Christmas games, maybe, uh, and then you get to January, sometimes there's not much that comes out, and then maybe Assassin's Creed can kind of just come out. I know that uh, Far Cry is February, so that might kind of convolute things a little bit, but yeah, I, I think Assassin's Creed should possibly move uh they might both still do very well you know there's there is going to be people that play one and not the other on both um situations but there's going to be people like me as well that want to play both so uh what do you think uh 
If I had to guess one, I think... I mean, there's definitely a possibility that one could move due to uh, patching. Um, if that was the case, then that would more likely be Assassin... Um, uh, not Cyberpunk. My brain don't work. Cyberpunk it Assass- Assassin's Creed? Yeah, Assassin's Creed. Just yeah. because... That one's been announced newer. That one hasn't been delayed a whole lot like Cyberpunk has. Mm -hmm. So I think it's the least likely of the two to get delayed, but you never know. Yeah, so we shall see. Uh, There was one year, wasn't there, where... Was it Fallout 4 and Tomb Raider came out like on the same day? But Tomb Raider is like a 12-hour game you can play in like a couple of days. And then you can maybe dive into the big like open world Fallout stuff. Yeah, they kind of um, got close together. Yeah, and I think they came out on like the same day or something. Um, it was it was interesting, but uh, these things have kind of happened before. I remember as well with, I think EA released, I can't remember if it was Battlefield Five or Battlefield One, and like Titanfall Two, like two months apart, and they're both like continuous multiplayer games, and they just kind of crashed into each other. <laughs> Uh, and that was from literally the same studio, so uh, that was that was their own kind of fault. But uh, those things have happened. Uh, Carly says Matt spoke before about if Spyro and Crash had a new crossover game. How could this work? Um, I mean, you got fun stuff from both characters. I think that Spyro would be the more snarky kind of. I mean, he's the one that actually talks out of the two. Crash would still be doing his whirlwind whatever and doing his little noises but um yeah you'd probably have i don't know spyro would be, would be giving like he spyro likes to think of himself as like oh, i mean he is the smarter character because crash is kind of you know i love crash and all that but he is a silly dumb fun kind of character that's just 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 the way he's always kind of been so you'd kind of have a, have a situation maybe where um i'm assuming in this possible crossover game they'd actually be teaming up um, and you could maybe do like a co-op thing or have, um, you know, one player as the AI and, or you switch around between them. But uh, I think it could work out pretty well. They're both kind of, you know, similar in terms of tone, but Spyro is just more serious. So you'd basically have them clash together where you'd have Crash who's kind of jumping around being a fool or whatever. And then you'd have Spyro who's trying to be the sort of smarter version of the two. Uh, you could even have scenes where like... Um, because Crash can still do things like nod and make little noises here and there. So you'd maybe have a scene where he's trying to, like... They're trying to, I don't know, maybe talk to each other in some way. Because uh, you mm-hmm. saw it in the uh, the Crash trailer from a few weeks ago. When uh, I think it was one of the new masks said about, like... Oh, I'm sure you've defeated Cortex more than three times. And uh, he was still able to have, like, a little conversation with Crash. Because he was like, oh, you sort of nodded and whatever. So uh, that could possibly work in terms of that. Not that it's going to be, like, a dialogue-heavy game. Uh, I don't know, but um, what do you think? How do you think both characters could kind of work together, I guess? Uh, I don't know, just because I don't know those characters well enough to really right. comment on that. Yeah, um, but uh, I, I'm still maintaining, I think you'll see a new Spyro game next year, we're going to get a new Crash game this year, and I think possibly the year after you either get... They're either going to rotate it every year to where it's Crash Spyro, Crash Spyro... Um, you've also got the possibility as well that if these Tony Hawk remaster games do well, you could see another Tony Hawk game. So you could have it to where it's Tony Hawk, Crash, Spyro, Tony Hawk, Crash, Spyro. Um, and then you could change it up to where they maybe cross over. Because they have done crossover games before. They were on uh, GameCube or something like that, I think. Um, 
No, not GameCube, sorry. Um, Nintendo DS. I've forgotten the name of the handheld system there. But, uh, yeah, there was, I think, like a Crash Purple or something like that. They did actually cross over. I think they were, they were enemies on that game, though. So, uh, I never actually played it myself, but I have seen some gameplay. Uh, lastly, Harrison, which is the same one from last week, if you remember him. Uh, says, hey guys, thanks for last week. My son wants a Google Stadia for Christmas any suggestions so he's got a lot of different questions here we'll just go through them one by one what would you suggest here robert his son would like a google stadia uh i could see that as getting into the games on a low cost level but having not used it i don't know how well the function of it is i know you mm. were having a lot of problems with it well it um start <laughs> yeah that's, that being a lot yeah, of it wasn't problem. like i launched the game and had problems i couldn't launch the game uh, I could get yeah. into the stadium menu, but mm-hmm. I clicked on launch game and it just just didn't happen. So yeah, we never know who makes a you know who has a how the functionality of that game is going to be. Um, mm. If that's something that you can get on like the super cheap and just try it as a try it, you know I wouldn't say no to it. But mm. I've just I've never liked streaming games because of the latency and the buffering you know streaming movies streaming you know content where you're not interacting that you know obviously we do a lot now and the internet's gotten a lot better at that but we're just still not there yet no no i mean the one scenario you don't want is like he opens his stadia on christmas he's all excited and whatnot and the thing just doesn't load yeah, and your son's sitting there on Christmas Day, and I'm not saying like it wouldn't be your fault; it would be Google's fault or your bandwidth's fault or a combination of both. Um, but yeah, you you just I don't think you want a scenario where like your son's happy on Christmas Day because you've got him the thing that he asks for, which is yeah a good a good thing, and then like he just can't load the thing. Um, again, I yeah. I don't know where this person lives or whatever, or what their bandwidth is like, or what the area is like around them. It might work, you know. Um, it's it's not always going to be you know Google Stadia does actually work for some people, but just not for everyone. So there could be the better scenario where he opens it on Christmas Day, it works, and he has a good time of it. So yeah, I mean nothing sucks more than when you get a toy and you can't play with that toy. So yeah, yeah. So um, but that's his first question. Um, I know one of you kind of tried it. His second question, yeah, I tried it. It just like I said, it um. I loaded the trial, went on my laptop, um, it went to the menu, I clicked on, oh, what's that game called? I can't remember the name of the game, it's like the stealth one with the little girl or something, uh, I'm not going to try to attempt to remember the name, but I just went to click on launch and it just, just wouldn't connect, so that's my Stadia experience, but that was when they were doing the free trial and then I switched it off because it didn't work, so uh, you haven't gone like anywhere near it, have you? No, nope, I have no need to. Okay, uh, so there's that. Uh, also, my son said if he can't play more mature games yet, he wants to try more difficult game, difficult ones. So I got him Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, let's stop there. I think that's a good choice. I mean, you know, Star Wars family friendly stuff. It's a there's some mature bits and pieces of storytelling. You know, there's mm-hmm. characters that die and and things like that. You know, it's not. Um, Resident Evil or something, but you know it's not um, Spider-Man either. I suppose it is. It's kind of you could have a line between that where, like, mm-hmm. you know, there's stakes there. Characters die, things happen. There's dramatic storytelling. Um, not everything for younger people has to be all like 
kiddie and stuff. I mean, you know, Mandalorian's suitable for all ages, and that's got, like, big dramatic war sequences and, you know, uh, people getting killed again and, and things like that. So, uh, it's a, that's, a, that's a pretty good choice to get him, actually. Plus, you know, Star Wars appeals to all ages as well, and uh, it does provide a challenge. Uh, and that's kind of that good line between a game that's not too easy and a game that's not, you know, Bloodborne or something crazy like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you ever finish? You did finish Jedi Fallen Order, didn't you? Yeah, I was stuck on the very last boss, and I just hit fuck it and turned the difficulty down to <laughs> story mode and beat it. Cool. Uh, but that's our experiences with that. Uh, sorry for the long email. You don't have to apologize for a long email. Uh, but I also signed up for Boomerang Games. Boomerang and um, on the 18 pounds uh, three game a month deal. So I have two at a time. Um, and his son has one, so he's got three games a month that he can switch between. He's got two and his son's got one. I'm assuming the one that he's got is Star Wars. Mm -hmm. Uh, Thanks for all the suggestions and help. Uh, You're very, very welcome. Um, You know, we try to help out in any way that we can. I mean, me and myself, sorry, me and um, uh, Robert aren't parents, so we can't really give specific advice in terms of that sort of thing. So um, that's also that. But uh, in terms of game suggestions, we can still recommend you things. Uh, hopefully your son enjoys Star Wars, but uh, no, that was pretty good, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, yeah, that's the last email for the show as well, um, and we will continue next week as well. Uh, like we said, next week, um, Thursday, by the way, is going to be the day that I record the episode. I probably am going to record it a little bit earlier than what we usually do, just because I won't have to record later for, for Robert and whatnot, but um, yeah, you'll get a, a slightly earlier episode on Thursday next week. Um, and it's going to be a solo episode. Potentially, I might have a guest on. I am talking to a couple of different people, um, so we'll see what I can come up with for that. But at least next week, it will be a solo show with myself. I'm sure I'll be perfectly fine because I've done a ton of these before, uh, so I should be fine with that. But uh, tune in next next week on Thursday as well. By the way, if you're following us on Twitter, uh, I did put out a little video on Twitter just explaining um, our schedule for the next week. Uh, in case you missed that... Um, tomorrow on Wednesday, there will be one more podcast, which will be the season finale for Classic Review, season four, episode ten, the Jim Carrey season. There will be nothing posted or recorded for the next week after that. The next podcast that will go out after that is actually the season rankings for season four, Classic Reviews, and then Thursday, the the next day from that, I'll be doing the solo gaming talk episode, and then things will go back to normal. So that's just an update for that. But uh, you can find everything that we've got on entertainmenttalk.org. If you'd like to support the podcast and Entertainment Talk, that would be really, really good. Uh, You can check us out on Patreon. Uh, Check out the $1 and $3 level tiers uh, for review, ad-free podcast, and instant podcast options. Amazon affiliate link, as we've already brought up a few times here. Uh, If you're buying stuff on Amazon, we can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you extra iTunes feeds, we've got all of our iTunes feeds on there, so you can either subscribe to the main Entertainment Talk feed or the individual show feeds, uh, it's entirely up to you, uh, so please rate, review and subscribe to that. Uh, David is also on iTunes through Geek Town, that's for your TV and film news, uh, new episode out today, so have a look out for that with Bex on there, which was pretty fun to listen to as well. Uh, so you can, yeah, if you search for Entertainment Talk or Geek Town and or Geek Town on uh, iTunes, you should be able to find those. Um, Who's the other person to mention? Um, 
Bex, yeah, speaking of Bex, she is on Twitch, Trista Bytes. If you search for Trista, B-Y-T-E-S, you can find her on Twitch. Go and follow her, subscribe to her. Uh, she's doing some really, really good stuff over there, so check all that out as well. Barry is still doing horror podcasts over on Talk and Stalk on YouTube. That's not on iTunes, not on the website. That's on YouTube if you search for Talk and Stalk. Uh, new episodes, he seems to be doing them on Thursdays, so have a look out for Thursdays uh, on Talk and Stalk on YouTube. Uh, I think that's everybody else's stuff. Um, word of mouth, you can simply tell people that you know about the website and your iTunes feeds, uh, or about everybody else's stuff as well. Social media uh, is a crazy place this day, but you uh, these days, but you can still share our stuff on there, Facebook and Twitter, and if you can, in different Facebook groups. Uh, I'm streaming currently Ghost of Tsushima, and when I get back to it, Last of Us Part Two. Thank you all very much for listening, and we will see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>